You're listening to the Empowered Divorce Podcast, where women support women who have experienced betrayal trauma and abuse and are now facing divorce. Here, you'll learn tools and concepts to help guide your journey from a place of empowerment by trusting yourself and becoming the chooser in your life. I'm your host, Amy Woolsey. Thanks for joining. Hello, amazing, beautiful, strong women. Thank you for joining me today. So this episode really, I I wanted to start off with just a should or stay or should I go. I know the majority of you who are going to be seeking this podcast out most likely have made the decision or are a lot more secure in the decision towards divorce. But if you have found me and you're still kind of on the fence, I want to just offer a couple thoughts here. First of all, you can join me in a free group coaching session the first Thursday of every month. You can register for that in the show notes. I'll have the link there to register for that. And you can process those stuck points that you have with me to help you navigate that should I stay or should I go question. But a couple thoughts here. First of all, we stay stuck in this decision for so many reasons. There's a lot of nuances here, okay? I I know I'm not going to be able to hit all of them today, but here's where my brain goes and what I see most often. First, I just want to say we get stuck because we don't have enough information. When you don't really know what to expect in the divorce process, then your brain is going to go berserk with all different kinds of thoughts and fears about what that might look like. So you're going to feel this stuck in this place of indecisiveness. You don't know how to make a decision because you don't have options. My first recommendation to those of you who are in this place of should I stay or should I go is to make several phone calls to divorce attorneys. Now, here's a couple tips to go about doing that. First, expect your brain to freak out. This can create its own trauma response when you think about making that phone call, what your brain might do when is thinking about calling a lawyer is, oh, if we're calling a lawyer, then we're we're getting a divorce. Like we have to get a divorce. So in this situation, it's really important to remind your brain, hey, brain, we're not making a decision. We don't have to do anything. We're just gathering information. And what you want to do is contact as many free consultation divorce lawyers that you can. The first thing you're going to want to do is make a list of questions that you have right now about the divorce process. I think the biggest questions are around money and children. Maybe perhaps whether or not you leave the house, stay in the house, whether or not you get a job now, wait to get a job. There's a lot of different questions that you might be having. You're going to hear lots of different people maybe giving you lots of different advice around this. So those questions that you have that you're not sure about, write them down. Next, you want to contact as many lawyers that offer that free consultation as possible. I know not as many are doing that, but take advantage of the ones that are and ask those questions. Again, you're not looking for someone to acknowledge and validate and sympathize and empathize. You're really looking for someone who's going to give you the answers to those questions and will fight for you. So one of the things that I will tell a lot of my clients is when you are stepping in 
this direction, okay? When you're taking that step forward towards divorce, towards gathering information, at this point, it is going to be so beneficial for you to practice as much as you can taking off that emotional hat. All of the emotions that are wrapped up in this decision are real and valid, but we have to shift towards a more business type mentality, especially when you're going to talk to a lawyer. You might find a lot of lawyers have zero empathy around this decision for you. For many reasons, a lot of them show up that way. When you think about what they're doing for a living, they kind of have to keep <laughs> the emotions out of it. But it is a business transaction when you get divorced. It is no longer when you're in that process, it's, it, it isn't emotional. It can't be emotional. You have to save that for the grief processing. Okay. So again, backing up a little bit, making phone calls to as many lawyers as you can. And again, just letting your brain know, hey, brain, just gathering information here. Okay. We're not, we do not have to make a decision. And then as you make those phone calls, as you ask those questions, you will get that gut feeling, that instinct of who might be a better fit, who might fight for you. And look, if you do have one that can acknowledge and validate and empathize, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But I know for me, my lawyer was all business. And I remember it completely throwing me off and kind of upsetting me a little bit. I remember just thinking, look, I just need you to hear my story and cry with me and tell me how, you know, that I'm right. And he just was not going to do that. His job was to get me the best divorce possible, to get me what I needed for myself and my children. And that's what you're looking for here. Now, the second thing to consider is all of the fears that your brain is going to offer you right now, I want you to acknowledge. Now, typically we want to run <laughs> from those fears. Typically when our brain starts freaking out and offers us all of these thoughts, we want to run the other direction. Sometimes you might find ourselves freeze. It feels just debilitating to even think about what this might do to our children, what it's going to do to our finances, how our life is going to completely change, how we're going to lose so much after we've already lost so much. So look, I get it. And it's okay to validate all of that. And that's what this tool that I'm offering you right now is going to help you do. Validate the fears that your brain is offering. Write them out. Write them down. See what's coming up for you. And that's what you're going to want to bring to your therapist or coach to help process through those fears. It can be helpful to play them out. Okay, so what if I do have to go to work? What would that look like? What's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, I'm not with my kids all the time. Okay, what's the worst thing that can happen is I'm not with my kids all the time, right? Play those things out. And ultimately, it's going to feel weird. It's going to be different. You're going to get used to a new normal, but you're going to see that you're not going to die. And that's what your human brain is wired to think about. It, it's predicting that this is going to be so horrible and awful it's like unto death and it feels like it's like unto death but in all reality it isn't it's just new and it's different 
So overcoming the fears that are keeping you paralyzed is the biggest shift to get unstuck. We all have the part of our brain, that reptilian brain, that fight, flight, or freeze part that is designed to keep you safe. Your brain is doing its job. We need to be in charge of that part. You are not your brain. So these fears that it's offering you, hopefully with this tool to writing them out, it's going to help you see and, and create some space between you and these fears. So you might fear, again, losing a, a certain lifestyle, fear that your kids are going to be all messed up, fear that you're not going to be able to make money, fear of being alone, fear of feeling like a failure, losing relationships with family and friends, fear of rejection. When you're making the biggest decision of your life, Telling you to not fear right now isn't going to be helpful. Me telling you that those fears aren't real is not going to work because your brain feels these are very real right now. But we are stuck because we are not managing our thoughts. Those fears are in the driver's seat. Fear can come along for the ride. You just can't sit in the front seat eating chips and drinking soda. I don't remember where I heard that quote, but I loved it. <laughs> we don't want to feed the fear. We want to get curious about those fear thoughts. Again, your brain really wants to be certain of the outcome of your decision. It wants to be certain that your kids won't be mad or upset or affected or damaged in any way. It wants to be certain that you won't be alone forever. It wants to be certain that God won't punish you or be mad. Or say you didn't try hard enough. What I want to offer you is that it's always a right outcome if you are acting in conscious choice from a place of empowerment. You are an agent who gets to act. But when we are in fear, those fears are acting upon us. Part of our earth life experience is whatever circumstances happen to us, things that we are impacted by. At that point, we need to step into that bubble. Remember, we talked about what's in your control bubble. It's stepping up and accessing what you do have control and power over and then making that decision. And when you make that decision from the place of empowerment with what you have control over, you are creating your life. You are in charge. You are going to make the right choice for you at that time. When I made the decision to drive away with my kids with nothing but a few boxes, hoping that he would make changes, hoping that he would choose to get the help that he needed around his addiction and so many other things, it spun everything into fast forward motion and things got a lot worse. Now my brain was offering me the thought of, you did it wrong. You left wrong. You did it all wrong. But the outcome was exactly the right outcome when someone leaves that way. Of course, he started to spin out. His wife just took off and left kids. He didn't want to get help. He didn't know what he was going to do and how to do it. And he didn't have anybody really to help him figure that out. He wasn't getting the right support. So, of course, he was going to amp up the abuse and try and control. And all that he's been trying to hold together, it was just falling apart. And so the result of me leaving created exactly the right outcome. And as I saw his response and how he was showing up because I was asking him to step up, 
I saw that the outcome was right for me. It helped confirm that I was in the right direction and taking the right steps. So another way to deal with your fears is an adaptation from Byron Katie's work. One, understand where the fears originate. The pri- Again, that primary job of the brain is to keep you alive, keep you safe. So it sends fearful messages all day long to keep us in this small little box. Keep us safe. We have not been taught how to challenge our thoughts around fear. We have over 60,000 thoughts a day, and most of us believe those thoughts to be true just because the brain offered them. And so now they're in the forefront of the mind. They're creating the emotions, which is leading to the actions, which the action or inaction in this, in this case. You have to challenge the thought and interrupt them the moment they appear in your mind. So identify the painful thought as fear and ask yourself, is it true? For example, the thought, if I leave this marriage, I'm going to be alone forever. Is that true? And it's a yes or no. Can I absolutely know that this is true, that I'm going to be alone forever? Unless you have the ability to see the future, the answer is no. A good majority of the time, the answer to this question is no, because there really is very little that we can absolutely know for sure about. Most people live their whole life without fear in the driver's seat because they don't know how to question the thought. So ask yourself, is this fear true? Will my kids' lives be completely ruined? Is that true? Yes or no? Can I absolutely know that this is true? That my kids' lives will be ruined forever? No. So my invitation for you today is to write out your fears, get curious about them, and ask, is this true? Will this thing that my brain tells me is going to happen actually going to happen? And how do I know? What makes me think that it will happen? Notice if your brain's jumping into comparisons, comparing your story to somebody else's, your life to somebody else's. Your situation is different. Your choices can be different. All right. Hopefully that helps you to take maybe just one step towards figuring out, should I stay or should I go? And again, remember, you are enough. You are 100% of worth and value, no matter what. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time. Thank you for being with me today. And remember that you are the chooser in your life and have the power to create the life you want one step at a time. Take care, everybody.